Welcome to Our Connected World, a podcast series from TE Connectivity featuring straight talk for engineers about today's technology trends and the technical challenges in driving innovations crucial to making the world safer, sustainable, productive, and connected. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connected World, a podcast from TE Connectivity. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us here for this episode of the show today. Today, we're talking about the future of flight. Now, this is a really fun and exciting topic, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Matt McAlanis. He is a technical fellow and global leader of engineering for TE's Aerospace, Defense, and Marine Business Unit. Now, during his more than 25 years of experience, he supported customers with connectivity solutions for their aerospace engineering challenges, and Matt's name is on on 40 plus US patents, and he has published nearly a dozen industry papers as well. Matt's joining us today to discuss the technology trends shaping innovation in aviation, including electric flight and commercial space flight. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Tyler. Absolutely. Well, this is a really exciting topic, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun discussing it here today. So uh, let's start off here, Matt. What are some of the aviation trends we're seeing come out of the pandemic, and what's driving some of those trends? Yeah, well, the first trend that we saw was a major disruption in activity. And but even before that, I think there was a um, insight into pollution, greenhouse gas emissions and and topics like that. I think another trend on the passenger experience was that people want to stay connected. So you really have these two aspects that were driving the industry and then once the pandemic happened, there were roughly a third of the commercial aircraft flying. So we have roughly 15,000 aircraft sitting on the ground doing nothing, which when you think about a technology insertion into aircraft, that delays those timelines because you already have aircraft that are usable. Some of them are very new. Um, So a lot of the developments like electric vehicles and so forth, like you're seeing in the all auto industry were already being planned for the commercial air industry, but the timelines slid to the right because there was a major disruption in travel. So those are two of the, I think, the biggest trends that we were seeing, uh, electrification of everything, and then the second one is connected everywhere. You know, I think in a lot of areas, we're seeing consumer expectations and consumer behavior shift, which is causing shifts across a number of industries, um, you know, across the world of business. And specifically specifically for flight, I'm curious, what are some of the passenger expectations for connectivity these days? And how is technology evolving to accommodate those expectations? Yeah, that's a good question. I think if you think about, you know, traveling years ago and things like entertainment, you you were typically captive to whatever the television monitor on the ceiling of the airplane presented to you and you couldn't hit pause you know you might not have a good view of it and then it went to foldable displays from the ceiling that went down and went up and uh seat back you know you've seen the seat back uh types of uh connections and uh lately it's bring your own device And I think people like that because, you know, you can look at what you have on there. You're connected to it either with your AirPods or, you know, devices like that. And the ability to pick and choose on demand um, types of media Um, and then things like social media, shopping, being able to text 
you know, those are expectations I think that people have everywhere. They want to stay connected. Uh, they want to, you know, talk to their their followers that you know people that might be interested in, in what they're doing. So that I think is one of the main things. So then you get into another aspect of how does that connect? You know, how do you have maybe a couple hundred people taking all that bandwidth? Uh, how does all that work? What's the backbone of that? And even an aircraft flying across the geography, you know, how is it staying connected through either satellite or terrestrial uh, means of communication? So those are all the things that I think are expectations, but sometimes we don't think about how do you make that work? And then even transactional things, either maybe buying internet time or buying food, you know, you're giving your credit card and, and where's that information going and can it be intercepted with, you know, off a wireless uh, trans transmitting. Uh, the other thing is just the technology of aircraft, you know, being able to uh, have advanced avionics, whether it's for radar or other traffic, you know, safety kinds of things. Um, so those are th some of the things I think have evolved to a great extent. Another really interesting and exciting thing to talk about is Sonic Flight. So what's happening right now with Sonic Flight and how is the industry resolving some of the sustainability challenges uh, that have traditionally been associated with air travel? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think um, supersonic flight is, you know, something that's really not new. And if you think about the Concorde, you know, most people know that story or, or are familiar with the aircraft. Uh, so we know that supersonic flight is possible. But it had a, a few maybe uh, perceptions around it. One is to go fast, you had to burn a lot of fuel. And when you burn a lot of fuel, you release carbon emissions. And that's something that I think our culture today is not in favor of. So they don't want more pollution, but they do want to get places quicker. So when you think about that um, industry in supersonic transport, I think people are excited about it. I think they want to get places very quickly. Time is valuable. So most of what you hear in the industry is they want to do it responsibly and sustainably, and they do that with zero carbon goals. So that's everything from making the aircraft to operating the aircraft. And, you know, that will include the kinds of fuels used on it. Um, the other end of that is noise. So if you think about a fighter jet, it, you always know when they're around and they can fly supersonic and they're very, very loud and they're very, very powerful. So you need that kind of power to, to run speeds like that, uh, not to mention the, the sonic boom. And so, you know, major urban areas are very sensitive to noise and uh, they typically have restrictions on when you can fly. So, you know, typically that then, you know, limits perhaps the, the areas where you can run supersonic. You know, most people don't care if it's over the ocean, but perhaps you want to run coast to coast or do some other routes with it. So I think there's some definite problems to solve in that area. So the engine developments are very important, you know, keeping them quiet and also keeping them carbon neutral as possible. So those are some of the things happening in that arena. So uh, aside from sonic flight, let's also talk about electric flight, something else that, that's really, really exciting that's going on. What is the industry seeing in terms of development and what are some of the challenges we need to overcome in order to make electric flight a reality? Yeah, that's a good point. So electric airplanes exist. 
So they're already here. The challenge now is to make them commercially viable. And many people, I think, have seen the novelty of just the little quadcopters and drones. So you think about, all right, could we scale that up and fly it? But one of the things that you know, uh, if you have one of these devices, is that the battery life and limit is, is the major problem to solve here. So there's two aspects of it is how fast can you charge? Uh, the other aspect is what is the duration? And when you think about electric flight, you know, typically they're looking at initially short duration flights. So that has stimulated the market of electric vertical takeoff and lift. And we call that the EV tall market. So that's a, the helicopter market essentially. So the helicopters typically could be short range uh, missions or transports, like you would take a taxi. But another thing about helicopters is you always know when there's a helicopter around. They're loud, they have a distinct noise signature. So that again is another area where they're trying to develop ones that, if you think about how loud a helicopter is and you think about hundreds of them flying around, you know, that I, I, don't, I don't think culturally that would be acceptable either. So uh, another, I think, important aspect with electric flight is not just the charging time, but again, the weight uh, issue with batteries. So batteries are very heavy, so you need to develop batteries with good energy density. And the advantage when you burn fuel is that your mission becomes more efficient because you have less fuel to carry and less weight to carry. With a battery, you're literally carrying dead weight around once it, the, the battery depletes. So, you know, right now when you think about how long it takes to charge something like this, you're probably in the range of 10 hours or something to fly maybe an hour. So you have to think about the business model. So what's the business model if, if you have these long charging times? So fast charging is one of the areas and fast charging requires more amperage and more voltage. And so we have to think about, so how do you get more power and do it safely? And I think some of the, the things you've seen with electric vehicles is the fact that charging creates heat, um, high voltage creates the potential energy discharge uh, you have around it. And when you have issues like that, you have danger, you know, and, and that's, you know, you think about a fuel, you know, depot with don't smoke around it or don't have ignition sources around it. Well, I think we're going to have some other safety protocols around, you know, higher voltage and, and fast charging. So those are some of the things that are happening with electric flight. And finally, last but certainly not least, let's talk about commercial space flight. Do you think the early successes we saw in 2021 will translate to uh, long-term advancement in this area? And if so, what do you think it will take to get there? Yeah, so space is always uh, very interesting. I think people have a natural curiosity with it. I mean, the television shows over the years was all about leaving the planet and, and finding else what else was out there. And, you know, we even have initiatives to colonize Mars or these thinking about how would we do that if we need to either do it out of curiosity or find a, another planet to live on. There's other things with asteroids and the, the minerals and, and elements in them that could be used to mine and you know support Earth from from that standpoint, 
And even thinking about the moon as a launch pad, you know, one of the biggest issues, again, it's about 10,000 pounds, sorry, $10,000 per pound to get something off of this planet into space. And that's expensive. But if you can get things to the moon and maybe do your launching from the moon and have maybe a, a base station there, I think that could be a strategic part of that. But you break space into, I think, three main areas. One is launching. How do you get things off of our planet? Uh, number two, you have the, the area of what orbits our planet in the satellite arena. And satellites are used for a lot of things from observation to communication. And then the third one is then once you get into space, transporting from there to other places. So whether it's exploration or travel, you know, those are the kinds of vehicles that we see. So, the, um, you know, there are companies, I think, doing a, a very exciting work in sustainability there where we're sending rockets up and bringing them down where before they were one-time use. And that really drove the cost. If you just flew an airplane only one time and then got rid of it, air travel would be very expensive. Well, it's the same thing for space travel. So if you can reuse things and, and keep that sustainable objective, I think that's very important for the industry. Well, absolutely fantastic stuff. Matt Macalanis, he is the technical fellow and global leader of engineering for TE's Aerospace Defense and Marine Business Unit. Matt, thank you so much for joining us here on Connected World. Thanks, Tyler. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Connected World, a podcast from TE Connectivity. Of course, stay tuned for more episodes of the show as we continue to talk about exciting topics like this and how TE is moving the world forward. So stay tuned for that. But for this episode, thank you so much to my guest, Matt Macalanis. I've been your host, Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for tuning into our conversation. You can learn more about the solutions we discussed today by visiting te.com, where you can connect with our engineer support teams and sign up for Circuit, our monthly trends newsletter featuring a selection of articles on tech innovation written by engineers for engineers. To find out more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, as well as LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, think big, move fast, and make every connection count.